Hey, this is Tommy Dome, the Director of Evangelization at St. Basil's, and the audio you are about to hear was ripped from a video I did, and it's on Facebook and YouTube, and I have a dry erase board, and I'm sort of drawing a diagram on there, so if the audio doesn't totally make sense, you could watch the video on our parish YouTube channel or Facebook page, but I thought I'd throw the audio up here anyways, because I think you'll be able to know what I'm trying to get at. All right. Thanks for listening. Here we go. What is the perfect prayer? What do you think? You know, when I thought about this, three different answers came to mind. The first one is that the perfect prayer is the prayer that's prayed right now. Not the prayer that gets put off or delayed or procrastinated because those prayers oftentimes they don't even end up happening, right? We're good at talking about prayer, thinking about prayer, learning new methods of prayer. Sometimes the only thing we leave out is the part where we actually start praying. So that's the first answer. The perfect prayer is the one that actually gets done. But if you think about it for another minute or two, you'll arrive at the same answer I did. The second answer, the perfect prayer has to be the Our Father. I mean, the disciples are walking with Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he says, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Even in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is the summary of what we believe as Catholics, it quotes St. Thomas Aquinas in coming right out and saying it. The Our Father is the perfect prayer. So, case closed, right? We're done here. Which brings us to the question, why am I in the woods with a dry erase board? That's a good question. So that brings us to our third answer. Because the Our Father, you know, I've prayed it thousands of times. We prayed it every Mass. We pray it during the Rosary. We prayed at prayer services. But sometimes I'm just going through the motions. They're just words spilling out of my mouth. Is that really the perfect prayer when I'm doing it half-heartedly? Well, consider this. That formulation you learned when you were three, four, five years old, that formulation that God is love, that's of course beautiful and simple and it's biblical. It comes from the Bible in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. But it's not just something nice we teach our kids. God is love. It's also a very profound theological statement. Because notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't just say God is loving, which of course God is. It says God is love. Love isn't just something God does. Love is something God is. So it speaks to the very nature of God. And what's been happening from all eternity and will continue to happen forever? The Father generates the Son and the Son offers His life and His love back to the Father. And that love between them is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit proceeds from both the Father 
and the Son. And the Son throughout his whole life, and especially in his passion, death, and resurrection, the Son offers himself back to the Father in the Holy Spirit. This is the perfect prayer. The perfect prayer is the prayer prayed by the perfect person with the perfect intention, with the perfect sincerity, giving it all, holding nothing back, unlike when I pray the Father most of the time. So this is the perfect prayer. The perfect offering, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect gift. The only seeming problem is this. You and me down here on earth, where does this leave us? This seems detached, apart from us. But isn't this the beauty of our faith? Isn't this the beauty of Christianity? The Father sends the Son down to us to grab us and pull us back up, to swoop us up so that we begin to participate in this. In the second book of Peter, chapter 1, verse 4, we get this amazing short statement that we are to become partakers of the divine nature. We partake of the divine nature. It's like we are holding on to the hem of Jesus' garment as he lifts us up heavenward into union with this eternal exchange of love, as St. John Paul II put it. Isn't it true that sometimes here on earth we don't know how to pray? We can't find the right words. And that brings to mind what St. Paul said in chapter 8 of his letter to the Romans. In verse 26, he says, The Spirit, too, comes to aid in our weakness. Because we do not know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. Isn't that beautiful? We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit comes to aid in our weakness and with inexpressible groanings intercedes for us. So those times when we don't know how to pray, we just have this feeling, we can't put words on it. The Holy Spirit dwelling inside us from our baptism and even more so from the sacrament of confirmation we receive, the Holy Spirit is in us reaching out and trying to connect to this already happening and will always happen and prays through us and in us with inexpressible groanings when you just have a feeling but it can't be expressed in words. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing in our hearts to lift us up, swoop us up into this eternal exchange of love, the perfect prayer, the perfect offering, the perfect gift with the best intention and sincerity. This is the Christian life. Sometimes we can oversimplify it and say the whole Christian life is just a life of participation. To participate in what's already going on. How God doesn't just love us, but is love itself. And we participate in that. That's our hope. That's what we try to do. That's what the Mass is all about participating, uniting our sufferings and sacrifices with the perfect suffering, the perfect sacrifice that is always happening. 
So that's the third answer to what's the perfect prayer. It's the prayer going on in amongst the Holy, the, the Holy Trinity that we try to participate in. Well, I hope that was an interesting formulation. And if you like this video, please share it and take the time to pray right now. Pray the Our Father right now and participate in the greatest prayer that's ever happened and ever will happen. The one going on inside the Trinity. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.